Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yes, he he well, nailed the, the 
he nailed the the randomness, the the derogativeness, the the uh, the arrogance in every part of it, the deterring arrogance on top of it. Yes, probably one of the best impersonations I've seen in years. Well, then hell, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to watch. Yeah, it. you definitely gotta check it out. And, and, and I don't want to ruin it if the people haven't seen it, but watch it because as for somebody who does sketch comedy, they pulled the uh, Biden pulled out of the remote control and pause Trump so he didn't have to listen to him trick. And I give Alex Baldwin <laughs> all the credit in the world because he held in one position twice for probably close to two minutes. That takes a lot of skill doing live TV, and it was freaking hilarious. Wow. So so for my first uh, – we'll probably come up with a better term of this, but I'm going to try to do this at least twice every night when we're on air. For my first – High five, kudos to somebody of the night of the year of the show goes to Alec Baldwin for his absolutely splendorific scene-stealing version of Donald Trump. Impression right. of President Donald Trump. Yes, I was it – was, it was hilarious. And in in the irony of it, I am probably one of the biggest Jim Carrey fans in the world because of his array of stuff. Not not that his his Biden wasn't hilarious, not that it wasn't funny, but Alec Baldwin stole that as his partake of Donald Trump and just nailed it. I loved it. Damn. Well, then I'm definitely going to have to. it was good enough and ridiculous enough. Like my my seven year old boy, he he loves Trump, and whether you do or you don't, he does a lot of good. He says a lot of stupid stuff, and, and I'm not going to deter my children one way or another. Let them make a choice at any age. You make your comments here, there. I don't care. But it was funny enough and ridiculous enough that my seven year old he did not stay up and watch it with me that night. We watched it the next day. Um, thought that it was hilarious because of how much they did over the top. So even my son thought the Donald Trump impression was hilarious. No kidding. That yeah, is it's, awesome. It's, yeah. That is awesome. Because, see, that's something who do. Well, and those who don't know, you know, throw this out there, as the sketch comedy I do is all slapstick, all that, Three Stooges style stuff. My son is a huge Three Stooges fan. He likes that ridiculous, over-the-top physical comedy most of the time. So for him to get, even though they're heavy into mannerisms as Donald Trump, the, the you know the duck lips, all that dumb stuff, he got the jokes. And if he did it, the mannerisms were heavy enough to show the idiocracies of Trump of, and make fun of them. Right. My, my seven-year-old got it. He got it. So that right. that made me happy. And and him being a slapstick fan makes Dad happy anyway. Well, it should, because, you know, he is your boy. That's right. Well, it's, he loves slapstick enough that for his fifth birthday, I don't even know if we got to tell you this. I'm sure you did, but I did, but I don't know. We, he actually asked me to do a Three Stooges sketch for him. So we straight up, we, yes, we did. It was awesome. 
he he gave me the few ideas of what he wanted, and this will tell you what a great crew I have as friends and family. My buddy Craig, who you will guys will meet at some point, dressed up as a princess, and we played three stooges trying to that were just there to paint the house, and yeah, he <laughs> freaking loved it. That's awesome. And, and to tell you, well, thankfully, my ingenuity was on top of it. That basically happened within a week because we planned the birthday party. We were supposed to do something else. And he goes, Dad, I want this. So I literally had to make a castle that would fit in a normal 32-inch door. So it had to go in a few parts and set it up so so Craig could be the princess and damsel in distress as we painted it. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, that is just yeah. It was it was it was fun. I and couldn't do what you so do. That's all that matters. What? I said I couldn't do what you do. What? The improv, the sketch, why? The building. Oh, it's easy, bro. You realize it's the idea if you have to figure out where you're putting it. Half the stuff we're doing, nobody's climbing on, so a lot of it gets made out of cardboard because it's easy access, access, easy put up, easy tear down, easy disposal. <laughs> wow. I made a set of mountains out of two by fours and cardboard, okay? <laughs> what? Yes, we did. Oh, oh we did a, we have a reoccurring sketch. Aunt Momo, which is, for those who don't know, if you know Mad TV and you know Stuart, the, I don't want to say. It's that concept. Large, tall, only in this case, fat guy, me, plays young child. The difference is, is by the end of every sketch, I destroy the whole scene one way or another. And this was about, we've done about Ten of those, and this was about the sixth one. We called it Aunt Momo Dora, and the Aunt Momo is just the ant that takes care of him, so that's what the name of it is. Uh, it was Aunt Momo Dora, and the boyfriend of Aunt Momo is always trying to be that buddy, and he's annoyed by Tommy. And this one, we kind of drag him into Tommy's world, and Tommy starts. I'm literally, I made a backpack like Dora's backpack big enough for me to fit. And if you don't know me, you don't know my stature, I'm about six foot three and about two hundred and fifty pounds. So making a backpack that big is not always the easiest. So I made this backpack and the whole idea was the effect of Dora, you're crossing this, you're climbing that, you know, you the map with <laughs> our map was a guy in a sleeping bag that we wrapped up in duct tape. And it was so <laughs> funny. But the idea was go over the bridge, cross the mountains, and whatever. So I literally made a set of mountains that were seven feet long, and then I made steps behind them so it looks like you know the horrible cartoon version of you step yeah. up the mountains and down it, and then we glided from one corner of the stage to the other with this horrible little hand glider, and it was only funny <laughs> because I almost made the three steps too big because it was like it was kind of like the one, two, three placement when for trophies. So, uh, like, it was the, the two, three, one, two's a little higher, three, and then one on the right. 
So as I'm walking, as I hit the top, I literally had to duck about three inches because the building that we did it in the first time was only eight feet tall. So I almost hit my head on the ceiling as I was walking up the mountains and down. <laughs> Shit. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah, I think the uh, that was actually probably the first time I ever remember breaking on stage. Not on improv. Improv, that's the best part because we're always screwing with you. But in a sketch, uh, that was the first time I remember breaking on stage because of the map. Because in the way we wrote it, the map was supposed to have this attitude and Dora didn't like talking to him because he always screwed up stuff and kind of like a, a thug effect or a, a gangster style. So mm-hmm. the best part was, of course, nobody knows it except for us when we're backstage or when we talk about it. So we're always running on skeleton crew. So sometimes, most of the time, everybody's got to do two or three parts, know what's going on. And two guys had just run off stage and they were trying to help the guy playing the map get wrapped up and we'd planned on using the, the the sleeping bag it was to be funny but we didn't know how we were supposed to keep it on him and somebody had grabbed duct tape and they had wrapped him so tight that he couldn't get out of it and he <laughs> almost couldn't walk so he he literally hops out on stage and it was like dealing with a teenager that had nothing but attitude with a gangster's voice of what do you want and I <laughs> lost it like I had to turn thankfully he had the next three lines <laughs> and, and turn away because I was laughing so hard yeah it was a blast oh that is awesome and and that is the fun part about the sketch is the the behind the scene mishaps that we just roll with and make happen. That's, I could see how that would be. Uh, I could see the fun and the appeal of that. Oh, well, and the fun I, part is, it's like in, in the sketch, because for almost four years, and I'm sure you know this, you and I have talked about this, Craig and I, you'll hear me talk about Craig a lot. Craig and I have done most of writing together. So we bounce off each other so well. We write stuff together. We work together. You know, neither one takes offense. We're like, hey, let's use this idea. Let's use that idea. And then sometimes it don't work at all. So we'll take whatever came out of those ideas and put them on paper, and it makes it happen. And the fun part is, is we are so busy screwing with each other. Nobody realizes that we're really trying to, like, hose each other on stage to see who will break. And since we kind of have most of it memorized, like we don't ever get it word for word. We get the punchlines. That's what makes us happy. But we right. we are always screwing with each other. And the best part is, is when we do get each other, the other one is really good about just picking up and filling in the gap while the other one's trying to get his tooth. Um, there was one <laughs> show we did. I caught him off guard, and I I did it to myself to screw with him, uh, we did a show called uh, Fix It Yourself. And if you guys remember uh, the Red Green Show, uh, and and if you're just jumping in, just listen, I'm Rick Fell. On the other end, our program director, that'd be Chadwick Ricky. We're discussing uh, sketch shows, improv that, that I do uh, all around the areas that I'm from. But so anyway, so we're doing this sketch, and it's called 
uh, Fix It Yourself, just like the Red Green Show that used to be on, uh, just a little more physical uh, on the slapstick part, because that's what we do. So the first one we did, it's about fixing stuff around your house. And one of the big jokes of the night was just changing a light bulb. And we had literally made a paper mache light bulb the size of a kickball. And so we play it. We play it up as ignorance. It, you know, I had to make two for the way the prop works out. But I pick it up. It doesn't come on. I flip the hood open on this giant light bulb. You know, you're pulling dumb stuff out. So we clean it out. <laughs> and they were like, oh, so you've got to, you know, you, you, that's what's wrong with it. We're making jokes. You pull out a stuffed animal. You pull out handkerchiefs. We pulled the, you know, the 20 handkerchiefs in a row like a magician would, you know, just dumb stuff <laughs> like that. So, so then, you know, we got to fix it. We got to, what do we do to fix it? So we're baking it. You know, we're setting it up like it's a cooking show. Onions, peppers, whatever. Well, I had taken just like seven or eight jars empty of seasoning or I'd throw something in them so it was physical and they could see it as we're doing the sprinkle, the bad Julia Child's impression that pops in. And uh, literally, I had left the dried onions in the bottle and then I'd done one with like powdered sugar because there's always adult jokes in there for for the adults too without saying it. So I sprinkled the powdered sugar. I'm like, a little for you. And I put some on my finger and I rub it on my gums. So I'm like, a little for daddy. So we're doing that stuff. <laughs> so I literally, I sprinkled these dried onions in there and then I opened my mouth and sprinkled them in there. Craig almost loses it because he can see my mouth like the bitter beer ads from the 90s dry up as I'm trying to talk. <laughs> and I, my whole mouth is dry shut. Thankfully, we have water on the, on the table that we're performing at. So he has to, like, BS a few lines, keep a straight face as I'm trying to gulp down a whole 20-ounce water in two seconds to get feeling back in my face. And that was one of the ones where I wasn't planning on doing it. I just did it and completely caught him off guard. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, yeah, kind of wish you'd had that on a video. Oh, dude, we and there's just so many dumb things we've done that you know some people get, some people don't, and and the improv is so funny because all the shows that we do are full. It's it's sketch improv. It's family oriented. There's still adult jokes in there. But there's no swearing. There's no completely, you know, there's no sexual jokes unless it's an innuendo, you know. And right. because our, our our demographic ranges from five to to eight, On, because we have yeah. so many different people getting there, and so we respect that. And nothing is greater in sketch or improv than closing that curtain getting ready, set up to do whatever the next thing is, and hearing those those kids, those adults, repeating those lines that they heard and laughing about it. So it just makes your day. Yeah. Kind of like watching you do stand-up. Yeah, I no, can see that. You've done that a few times. Who? No. 
Did you just pull the mic again? You are a liar. Yes, you did. I've never, we made never you did do stand it. up. Twice, actually, oh, yeah. I could even call. Wait, no, wait. Joplin? Ah, nope. Had you do it in Joplin, and I got you to do it in Overland Park. Oh, wait, no. Actually, that would be four times, actually. Where else did you do it? Uh, Joplin twice. Three times, actually. Did you go back down? Oh, you went back yes. to that same place? Oh, right on. I yes. didn't realize that. Kick ass. Yeah, Kick I did ass. it. I did it. I did it there the first time, and then I went back like two other times. Right on. And and just for those who are Joplin in that area, that was Blackthorn Pizza. Um, I'm Black not Horn. sure what their schedule is. Is it Blackhorn or Blackthorn? I think it was Blackhorn. We'll look that up. Anyways, uh, the guy that runs that place is amazing. Find him, know him, follow him. Zach Kahn, very funny man. Very funny man. Very dark humor. Love him to death. Uh, I have seen that he is trying to do a sketch improv, not sure all the details show live in that area. I don't know if he's gotten off the ground. Find him, follow him, support him. He is a hilarious comedian. That con out of Joplin, Missouri. Find him. He is funny, funny man. Uh, he will intimidate you when you first meet him because he is ginormous. But he's got the heart of a teddy bear, so don't let that fool you. Hmm. You know, you're right. He does. And it is... Wait. He... I I don't know. I haven't seen a whole lot of him pop up on... uh, on Facebook lately. It is Black Thorn Pizza, just so you know. Black Thorn Pizza. And Are you pub. Sure it's Joplin Reserve. Yep, I just looked it up. You're good. It's Blackthorn Pizza and Pub. Joplin, Missouri. Yeah, damn it. You're right. I don't know why I was. For those who don't know, right. it's at 510 South Joplin Avenue. It's kind of downtown. Uh, nice little spot right across from a big old parking lot. They that have great downtown. food and great beer. Yes. And they have an amazing comedian there. And I think their next show is uh, on the 16th for the the drag show. He does a little bit of everything down there. I have not talked to him in a while to see what he is doing. Pardon me. Last time I saw Zach was, and I say this like we're not like great friends. I just talked to him. Great guy. He had to drive three hours just to get to a show in Topeka. And then he literally could only stay like five minutes and had to turn back because it was such a long drive for him. But that was, I want to say, May or June of last year. I'm going to tell you something. The, uh, you know the Ooh, one story thing time. I like about going down. The one thing I did like about going down there and going what? over there. Is the food. That's what I liked about it. And then going out front and smoking with Zach and bullshitting with him. He's a fun... You know what? When he's not on the mic, he's a funny motherfucker. Yes, he's funny on and off. 
And the, <clears throat> what giggles me when he's on the mic is there are times you can see he questions himself on the new stuff to see how it's going to work, and he doesn't realize it's still killing. Right. Yeah. Let's see. I'm looking to see. What month is this? This would be October. October. Yeah. And for those listening, now that you have, I just want to point this out. While he's getting ready, looking up a few things on the schedule for Black Sword, I would like to thank all the listeners who have survived 2020 slash COVID-19 slash any other thing that has happened in this country, like square dancing hurricanes, like the fire tornadoes from the West, like the hailing deaths of Arena, I am putting my bets on November for laser raptors. So if anybody wants to throw in the Deadpool for 2020. Laser raptors, November. Anyways, Blackthorn Pizza, go. So the next open mic's November 8th. November 8th? Yeah, that's what he's got. That's what they got on the schedule. Not sure what they're going on. Might have to holler at him at some point. Yeah, yeah, because it's... uh, Yeah, that's crazy. Free open mic night, blah, blah, blah. Hundred max, hundred hundred person max capacity. Mask must be worn unless actively eating or drinking. Show will be on our big backstage in the back to help with social distancing. I wonder if they're making them wear masks while they perform. Uh, probably. Yeah, because I'm looking at their events. They're holding up. And Sunday, November 9th, it might have been something they had to do just to work out the logistics of it. Uh, might have been. That's, that makes sense. Which is funny because Missouri pushed and uh, pretty much has been pretty lax on the whole mask thing. I know they have. I they've been pretty lax. Miami County has been pretty lax as too. Well, and a lot of that has to do with the area. Um, I'm in Anderson County. Further down, there's even a few schools that completely opted out of the mask because they're smaller schools. And and it's just kind of yeah, yeah. They're uh, I don't if you don't know Crest Elementary, which is basically in Colony. It's a tiny little town, but uh, they opted out. You know what? Good for them. And the way I look at it is, at this point, it's a respect thing. I I think we've gone overboard on the COVID-19 thing. Um, If you feel it's necessary to wear your mask everywhere you go, that's fine. Um, I will say you look like an idiot if you're wearing it while you're driving by yourself especially. That's just my opinion. But if I go to the store and it says wear a mask, it's not a big deal. I'm throwing a mask on. You know, it's respect right. for the store. It's respect for the other people in there. If I go to the store exactly. and they're not wearing a mask, I'm probably not going to wear one either. I I, I told you. Uh, well, no, I don't know if I told you. Um, so, Mom went to the Casey's just down the road and uh, uh-huh. went in there, 
nobody's wearing a mask. Of course, the workers were wearing a mask, but nobody in there was wearing a mask. She's wearing a mask. Some guy was getting donuts out of the donut counter, had half his body shoved up in the damn donut case. Was all up in that donut case, not wearing a mask, touching every donut, and breathing on all the donuts. Yeah, you got to realize an idiot like that's probably going to be doing that when this shit's not going on. Is the problem? Yeah, I'm. I I I pretty much decided I'm not going to get donuts from Casey's ever again, unless I get them <laughs> right straight right in the morning. New. No. Kind of takes me back to those days down at Emporia when we went to go donut run our sister floors, and. Uh, we get our sister floor down in the main common, the main down in the down in the down in the big TV room downstairs, um, the one that they usually went to, and the one that we would go to too, where the pool table and stuff was at. We just got down there. We just went for the donut run, just popping up the donuts, about to drink, taking sips out of her coffee, turned on the TV, started to just getting ready to take a bite out of the donut when the news come on. And there were cops in front of the donut shop. And it was a live feed news. It was just a live breaking story. Cops in front of the donut shop arresting the guy making the donuts because he'd been jacking off in the damn batter. Oh, my God. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, he'd been doing it, I guess, for... uh, They didn't say for how long, but I guess he'd been doing it for a good minute. And he got caught. Somebody caught him doing it and called the police, and he got arrested for it. Wow. Do you know how long it took for me to eat another donut? Uh, long time. It was years. I think it almost ended up being about six years. Every time I'd look at a donut, I'd get sick. That's funny. I, uh, so, I, I think that's originally how the damn coronavirus started to begin with in the first place, is one guy jacking off in donut batter. I don't think donuts had anything to do with corona. I think you're making that up. No, no, for real. That's what started the coronavirus. One guy jacking off in a donut batter. I'm pretty sure it had something to do with the uh, the donuts. In uh, the street quarters that they were eating. Yeah, it was a possibility. Oh, maybe it was bats. I can't remember. It could have been. Oh. Probably. Probably. It's not my fault. It's one of those nights. You know Terrence said he was going to call in. Yeah, is he? Oh, he said he was going to call in. He's at a karaoke bar. He still does karaoke? Yeah, he still does karaoke. It's just weird to me. Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with karaoke. I'm not really big on karaoke. Karaoke is the... It's a release. It's a rush. It's 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 like sticking your hand up Donald Trump's ass and making his mouth work. 
Okay. So it's like being Jeff Dunham? Yes. Interesting. Everyone looked at it that way. All right, here's a logical question. And and call me a racist for asking this. I don't know. This is my question. Okay, this, I love the fact that he does the karaoke. But 99% of the people I know that do karaoke are goofy white folks like me. Terrence is a big black dude. And it's funny to me to think that he wants to do karaoke and enjoys it. And it's also, well, you should also, you know, you also should, yeah, well, I'm sure you also get a kick out of it that he sings hard rock, too. Are you fucking serious? That's hilarious. Like what? Like, uh, like Godsmack. Um, all God, uh, shit, what's that other one? Godsmack, um, Mudvayne, um, Really? Yeah, yeah, no, for real. He, he can, he can, and nails it too. You know the, the one song I can't remember who it's from right off the top of my head because you know, it's at that time at night, but where it starts off with a wah, and I'm no, I'm not doing. Oh, disturbed. Disturbed. Yes, he does that, and it sounds just like the damn singer. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he's. He's actually he's really good. Huh. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and, and most you know, when he the first time he did we I think the first time he did that I looked at him, I'm like, Who the fuck are you? I said, Hold nice. on. Let me nice. get the washcloth so I can wash this black shoe polish off your face. Yeah, so shit. Oh God, That's he got to keep out of that. But yeah, he he doesn't like. He's not a, you know, he's not he's not a you know a rap, hip hop type of guy. He he likes hard rock. He See, likes I just want to picture him more like a Barbra Streisand guy. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'll, he likes. Oh. Well, he also likes a little bit Midler, too, so, I mean, but there ain't nothing wrong with that, because I like that. Oh, come on. Really? Yeah, I like that Midler. Yeah. Okay, the only thing, no, don't, don't, Uh, I will stab you through this podcast. No, that's horrible. (laughs) The, The only song. That was ever worth the shit that came out of that weird woman's mouth, and I, I, I might be wrong on this. It might not even be her. Wasn't that song that God is watching us or something like that? Was that her? What if? No, 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 not if you, you, not you, what if God was one of us. You're singing the wrong song. No, it's, no, I'm thinking. For, no, I don't from think a that distance. Was her. From a distance. Are I don't you think that sure? I really don't think that was her, honestly. It was her or Barbara Streisand, but I'm pretty sure it was I, Bette Miller. You said from a distance, right? Uh huh. I don't think. Bette Miller, motherfucker. Was it Bette Miller? It was Bette Miller. I guess every day a squirrel's got to get his nut sometime. You know what? It's weird that my goofy little dorky white ass knew that and your old ass didn't, because your old ass normally knows that. A lot quicker than well, I, do. I Well, 
I'm also looking at something too. I oh, here come the excuses. Well, no, I, I really, I am. I'm looking at something. And um, what would that I be? Just got a back, I got a message back from Zach. He said, "Right now, it's monthly as of it's monthly." Just filling it out. Oh, you're talking and about Black Sword. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and he just got asked to run it again. Oh, he wasn't running it? Well, no, he's been running it, and they asked him to continue running it again. Oh, uh, okay. The way he said that, I thought like he hadn't been running it. And for those yeah. who were questioning our knowledge about Bette Midler, uh, the release date was that for that song was October 1st, 1990. Thank you, Bette Midler, oh, for destroying my my. Oh, my shit, puberty. that was before my time. What? I wasn't born then yet. Whatever, Grandpa, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I know fucking baby boomers that are younger than you. <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> oh, wait, wait a minute, hold on, because see... Technically speaking, do you realize this is the messed up? I can't remember. I was almost born in that baby boomer, the baby boomer thing. Um, I would just like to point out that you're going to be 50 in two years. All right, so check it out. Correct? The baby boomer period? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't fucking baby ignore boomer me when period I'm making your age. 46 to 64. Really? That was the boomer period? I really thought it was further into that. No. I thought it went up to like 68 or 69. Well, it started right after the, right, literally right after uh, World War II was done. Yeah, because everybody came home and fucked the shit out of their wives. Uh huh. See, uh. Interesting. And I'm a well, and I'm part of uh, Generation X. Because and they call and it's called the baby bust, but it started in it started in, that started in '65, and it went to 60, yes, 65, 65 to '79. Then the Zeno the Zenals. Was seventy five yeah, to eighty five. Why do they have crossovers? There's a four year layover. Yeah, I don't know why they did it, but it's just it, oh, because the kids, the ones that were already pregnant. I don't know. Interesting. I think you I just made know. that up. That sounds made up to me. That sounds made up to and me. Then, I think you just and then made millennials, that up. millennials, and. Generation Y, Gen Next started in 1980 to 94. And then Gen Z started in 95 to 2012. Interesting. And then the current one we're on is uh, Snowflake Babies. Interesting. Well, they're saying that Yeah, it's still Generation Z. 
But like I like to call them the, the snowflake babies because they snowflakes, can't handle. Yeah. They a lot can't of snowflakes. Handle. You fart and they get upset, and I'm sure I don't care if they get upset about me saying they're pussies because I'm sorry. What was it when that whole shit went down? Um, That whole shit went down not too long back ago. Um, oh, when, when uh, yeah, so when Obama got elected president, right? Was it Obama? No, when Trump got elected president the first time. All those little motherfuckers complaining, oh, we're going to move to Canada, blah, blah, blah. No, that was with uh, Obama, wasn't it? Yeah, then they, they they had to have their coffees and they had to get their hot cocos and their service dogs because service animals because they couldn't handle it. God damn it! You know what? I got the short end of this stick. I'm black with white skin. I ain't got a service dog for my anxiety. No one's offering to give me hot cocoa. Now let me ask you this: Would you ever have actually gone to the route of getting a, a service dog for your anxiety? Who me? Yeah. Over this? Well, no. And, and and I I didn't figure it would. And in that breath, I say that I ask that because one. There is a difference between a service dog and a comfort dog. And I'm not using the right word when I say comfort dog, but I say that out of... Um, but it's essentially what it is. I know what you're saying. Yeah, basically. And, and I say that out of, one, some people abuse that. Um, to be a service dog, you have to go through special training. They mm-hmm. only accept certain breeds knowing what they have to go through. Um, those dogs have to go through intense training, and, it and they have to be literally. able to fall. Yeah, it starts early too. On, on on most of them, there are some that get in later. It depends on the breed, but the thing is, is one, and, and this goes for any ages because I've met people of all ages. Um, I actually had a buddy who suffered from PTSD from the war heavily right um yeah he, he had a service dog um it, there were times that he could cross the street because of the ptsd and there were other times he would do great and the thing is is some people need that now in that what? breath there there are people that will just grab a dog slap a jacket on and go well i need this dog for comfort it's like no you're just dragging a small fucking rat dog around because you think you need to take it everywhere, and that's the difference. That's not cool. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 my gist of it. I I don't, you know, I I don't have anything against anybody that actually needs a service dog, and I'm just gonna call them service dogs because essentially that's what they are. They're service dogs. They're You're performing. Correct. Each a one has some of them just have different functions of what the service is for. Exactly, and I, I don't have a, I don't have nothing against anybody that genuinely needs that animal. And I when I say genuinely, 
I mean, they really need it. Whether they're blind, whether they've got uh, epilepsy, they have seizures, whatever the case may be. But these people running around, oh, he's a president. It's my anxiety now. No. No. I, I You know, no. Well, and, and my thing is, is some people are great about it. A lot of people that have suffered with anxiety or the PTSD part of it, which which has many of the same effects of anxiety, depending on what you're suffering mm-hmm. through. Uh, and, and please don't take offense if you're listening in the, in the comparison of the two, because I know there are many different things also. Um, big thing is, is uh, you have to be able to function. And you have to figure yourself out with your problems. And some of those, the dog, the thorough animal, um, is to not just comfort you, but when you're in extreme cases, to walk you through and out of what a situation may be. Because they can, uh, they can tell when your your stress levels heighten, when your uh, anything that you're sensitive to that will affect or cause your anxiety to raise, they sense that. They're trained to know that, and that's why certain breeds do certain things. And, uh, you know, they're trained to take you out of that. You bring in a dog that you just say, it makes me happy. Well, it's not quite that simple. You know, everybody loves dogs, and that's actually a misnomer. Not everybody loves dogs. That's like everybody's saying everybody loves cats. I don't love cats. I'm not a cat person. I don't like cats. Not as a dad. When I was a kid, I loved cats. Actually, when I first got married, I loved cats. Mainly because I thought it was funny that the cat we had didn't like my wife and would attack her straight out of its sleep. That's another story for another time. Oh, yeah. Just because you love an animal and you love to pick it up and pet it doesn't make it a service dog. That's called endorphins because... That's what your body naturally does when you do something that makes you comfortable or happy. It raises your endorphin level. There's a difference. That dog just makes you happy. These dogs, these animals, and I'm going to say animals because there are a few other things that they use. I don't know all the details to it, my my lack of knowledge. If anybody knows, please call us at some point on another show. Bring up the subject because we're okay to go back 20 days since we're only on day one. Help us out. But the thing is, is those animals are trained to look for, feel for, and help with certain abilities and emotions that detain you from doing what you're doing. These rat dogs don't. And I say that out of just – when I say rat dog, I just say that derogatively because most of the time I see these people that do it, they've got a small damn dog in their pocket that they don't really need to be taking everywhere. And part of that has to do with because I'm a big fat guy and I don't like little dogs either. So that's my angst against that. So I apologize. <laughs> exactly. Little ankle biters. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, what? I'm a guy that most of those people I look at them go, my dog shits bigger than what your dog is. So don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, my dog shits bigger than his ankle biters, so. <clears throat> our Our second dog is big enough. Do you remember Jurassic Park? The very first one from like ninety one. 
yes. and that scene where where she reaches in that giant pile of triceratops poop to look for something in it and pulls her arm out. That's how big my dog shits right now. Like I'm Man. pretty close to just starting my own fertilizer camp because hey. it's that big. Hey, you could do it then. I say you do it. Yeah, that's too much work. I work too much right now. There's no way. I don't want to. Uh, you know what? I don't want to be a shit factory. I just realized that I don't want to be a shit factory. It's a horrible idea. Don't push it. I don't see why not. You have a bigger backyard than I do. Let's do. Let's do it at your place. Let's do it at your place. You know, I would love to do that. We have a problem. What? Okay, so we we got a huge problem. I I got a uh, what do you call it septic tank, and so we can't do that. Bullshit! Go out past it. A twenty by forty. You have a creek Whatever. that runs twenty feet out of it, the backyard. We can pull a sump pump and do an opposite gravity. Throw that bitch up. <sighs> You're not going down big. ten feet. I shit that much. It it covers. Well, the whole I believe backyard. that. I believe that you probably shit as much as my dog does. Matter of fact, I wake up, I gotta shit. I go to sit down, I gotta. Sh- I wake, get out of the shower, I gotta shit. Therefore, I gotta get back in the shower. I'm a shitting machine. Wait, 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 wait. You you take a shower every time you shit. I gotta get the shit off of me somehow. That's what toilet paper's for. I mean, Are you not wiping correctly? Sorry. Okay, I wipe maybe... correctly. It's the smell. Okay. It's front to back. No, my bad. It's back to front. No, it's it's front to back. back to front with guys. And gals, it's front to back. Why do I feel like there's a square dance that should come in after this? <laughs> left to right, front to back. <laughs> Slide to the left. Slide, Slide to the right. To the right. Now, on, the, on Taco Tuesday, on Wednesdays because hands. of on Wednesdays because of Taco Tuesday, make sure you use wet wipes. Is that right? <laughs> that how that goes? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> I knew I heard that song somewhere. And then mm-hmm. Thursdays, I got to overload on my my preparation H again. God damn, this week's already hell. Mm-hmm. It's, Fucking Wednesday. Oh shit! It is Wednesday. It oh, is Wednesday. Hell. That's for right. another for another thirty-five minutes. No longer than that, bro. Thirty-seven minutes. You can't count that eye. I got a big digital clock right up here telling me. 37 I know you said digital clock, but it really sounded like you said you have a big dick clock in front of you, which I wouldn't be shocked if there was a big dick in front of you anyways. Well, I look down, and it's right there in front of me. Bullshit. You keep that bitch in a freezer because you don't fucking use it. Man's downstairs in the freezer downstairs. Not my fault. It's not from the lack of trying. Okay, since you live in that tiny town, and 
I was staring at it earlier, and it was just making me wonder. So I've been giggling. Uh, I have been revamped on the phrase, if you don't know the phrase, pavement princess. Do you know what a pavement princess is? You know, I think I've heard that term before. But but I never... So the idea is oversized trucks that are bigger than what they need to be that will never get dirty. Ridiculous tires, whatever. That'll. Oh yeah, they got the lift kit on it and a thirty-three inch rim. Well, and, and some of them don't. Some of them don't even have that. Some of them just have. They look bow-legged because they have the stupid wide rims. Whatever. The ones that'll never get dirty. You know, if it's a work truck, cool to you. Whatever, do what you do. But favorite princess is funny. But what what's bringing that to mind is I'm realizing that we are in an era where there is no mid-sized truck. Like, they brought the Ford Ranger back and it's the size it's of huge. the full-size trucks. Yeah. Um, the, Even those Nissan the Dodge Dakotas, they're, they're full-size. The smallest, the smallest thing out, I think, at this point are the Hondas, and the, that would be the Ridge Lines. I think everything is that size. Now, the packages are still a smaller package because they have so many different ones with them. But I was just like, I looked at this Ford Ranger and it looks like a full-size truck. But my issue with these smaller trucks that they're bringing out is they have like four or five foot beds on them. What does a four foot bed on a truck do me? Nothing. It does. It does me no freaking good. I can't, if I can't put a, Freaking microwave in the back of my truck. Why the fuck do I own a truck? You just, I know. Sorry, that just irritated me because that that Ford Ranger well, no. thing popped up while I was looking at some other no, shit. No, no, because I, I even remember uh, shit. Uh, oh, what's his name? Um, shit, uh, Double R had that. And that Chevy Duel. I knew you were going to say that. Well, I mean, he's the only person I can think of right now at the top of my head. Chevy Dooley. I think it was an 85 Chevy Dooley. Four-door. Uh-huh. And it had an eight-foot bed on it. I believe he still has that yellow and white Ford that he used to drive, too. Or that yellow one that was big. Do you remember that truck? Yeah. I remember when he had big blue. I believe he still has that yellow Ford that he drove off and on for a while. I believe I still see it on the highway every once in a while. I, I remember when he had Big Blue and we and he he'd fixed it up and sold it to some kid. Um, that was his mud and truck. Right. But shit, that that dually got dirtied all the time because it wasn't just it wasn't for looks. It it got used. Yeah, but you also got to realize. He lived out, and I'm not picking on him to say this. He lived out in the sticks. He had trucks because he did big shit like that. He hauled shit. He went and played and shit. A lot of mm-hmm. these guys that I see that have these pavement princesses, as I call them, they're guys that <clears throat> they've got a fifty thousand dollar truck that's never going to go anywhere outside the city. Nope. You know, because then really? I, I see right next to right next to this pavement princess. I see a 16-year-old girl who's driving a, a fucking 60, pardon my mouth, a $60,000 Beamer. So why does mm-hmm. a 16-year-old have that big of a, a, a freaking car? 
It's not their car. It's daddy or mommy's car. No, no. Mommy or daddy bought it for them because of it. Oh, mommy or daddy are dummies. No. Well, not disagreeing, but that's another subject. Should you? I'll buy you a Ford Pinto. You sixteen? I'll buy you a Pinto. I would drive a Pinto. I think I wouldn't. No Pinto. Well, you know what? They didn't have. There wasn't nothing wrong with Pinto. The, the only thing that was really wrong with that Pinto was the uh, the stupid fan, the radiator fan. You, you know what I would like to have? Because none of these videos that we talk about would even fucking know what it is. I want a brat. Do you remember the brat? <gasps> yes. Subaru oh made the brat. Yeah. Brat was basically a small version of an El Camino or a Ranchero made by Subaru, but they were. I believe they were four-wheel drive, but they, a lot of them, uh, they, uh, a lot of them had seats in the back, so you could actually ride in the back of it, and I was laughing, because about eight years ago, in Subaru, they make amazing vehicles, I will never deny that, my dad had two different of their little wagons that were amazing. And the best part was is they were light enough that if you really had to, you could pick the end up of the car and move it over. But I, re- I remember about 10, 15 years ago, there was, their deal was bringing any Subaru, you know, they kind of went to old school, like push it, pull it, whatever, get it here. My uncle Mike thought he had a line on a Chiefs old brat that hadn't ran forever. He walked in, and there couldn't have been a guy over 25 at the time. And he goes, hey, I might be able to get a brat to get this, because they were pushing it for down payments on whatever the cars were. And not a single guy in the Subaru dealer knew what a brat was. And it was freaking hilarious. Damn. Yeah, Yeah, it was absolutely Exactly. Exactly. Now, That's in the crazy. irony of knowledge and information, I'm completely going to turn the page here. So I went to Home Depot yesterday. So I've been pricing SCR35, which is just Schedule 35, but it's heavy duty. I need it to move. So we bought a house in November, still doing all sorts of things. So anyways... I've been looking at it, pricing it. Some places have it, some don't. And I walked into Home Depot, and I was looking around, couldn't find it, didn't see it, because some have it, some don't. <clears throat> and I walked up to this desk, because there was, looked like an older Latino guy. Uh, I said, hey, bud, where can I find the Schedule 35? And I swear to you, he goes, speak English. <laughs> and I said, I need the green drain pipe to push water away from my house. And he goes, hey, Bob, and pull some other guy over to me. But it was just hilarious. This, this little Latino guy looked at me in perfect English because I'm not picking on any of that at this point. It was just funny because, like, he didn't hesitate. He just looks at me and goes, speak English. Like, well, mm-hmm. my apologies, senor. Oh, my God, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I I laughed out loud. I'm not going to lie on that one. Oh, his customer yeah. service was great, just so you know. 
that's just speak English. Oh, Lord, and how long have you worked at Home Depot? Uh, yeah, that's what I thought, especially if you're sitting at a desk waiting on people to walk up to you and ask for help. <laughs> well, I guess we probably, with that note, better wrap it up, because uh, I know you got to get to bed because you got work in the morning. Zachary. Yeah, All right, sounds good. And then uh, we'll uh, meet at some point. Yes, I will. I will call so we can do this again, definitely, for the next show. All right. All right, then, well, all right, boys and girls, we will do this at the same uh, same time. We'll do it a little differently. I will not schedule a show. I will just start it when you're ready. And then that way, that way we don't have to worry about the uh, timer being off or not messing up on us. That's why I did it, because you scheduled it. Yeah, because I had it scheduled. Well, I used to schedule them before, and it worked perfectly fine. And I'd start right on time, and everything would start good. But now the whole scheduling thing's a little goofy, so I'll no longer be doing that. I'll just... Just gotcha. start it. Gotcha. Well, for those who are listening, ideally we should be planning on to do this every Wednesday at 10 o'clock is our goal. 10 o'clock Central Standard Time. Yeah, what he said. Kansas. All right. Yeah, for everybody listening, United States. all none of you, hopefully to hear from you next time, this is Rick Felt. Peace out. All right, Rick. I will see you later. Dude, he straight hung up. <laughs> well, and this is Chad Ricky. I am going to play our intro music as our extra music, and once it's done, we're done. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.